0: Hello again guys and welcome to this third podcast. Taking a look back at my first and second podcasts, I had explored the basics of the disorder schizophrenia and dove into two different viewpoints regarding this mental illness. Today I would like to discuss with you guys how childhood schizophrenia looks different than adult schizophrenia. So to jump right into things, schizophrenia like I have defined before is a neurodevelopmental disorder of the brain that is expressed in abnormal mental functions and disturbed behavior. We can see though that childhood onset schizophrenia is a progressive neurodevelopmental disorder that causes significant distress and disability. Now I know these two terms sound alike, but childhood onset schizophrenia is actually rare and a possibly more severe form of schizophrenia that has an onset prior to the age of 18 and may also lead to worse long-term outcomes in children. Now before I differentiate between childhood schizophrenia and adult schizophrenia, it is said that the same criteria used to diagnose schizophrenia in adults can also be used to diagnose in young people. For children who develop schizophrenia with an early onset, it is said to be gradual rather than sudden, where they will display a wide range of impairments that proceed. Now unlike adult schizophrenia, once a child is present with this disorder, the symptoms will persist into adolescence and adulthood creating negative impacts on a child's development of social and academic ability. It is important to know that schizophrenia may be expressed differently at different ages. According to the DSM-5 criteria for schizophrenia, symptoms that must occur in individuals include delusions, hallucinations, disorganized speech and behavior, and negative symptoms. These symptoms should be continuous signs of disturbances and must persist for at least six months. In addition, an individual must also show significant reduction in one or more areas of functioning. When looking at schizophrenia in children, a failure to achieve levels of interpersonal or academic achievement can represent this reduction in areas of functioning. A difference between children with schizophrenia and adults with schizophrenia is that young children may not see their symptoms as distressing or disorganizing. When children's symptoms appear early in development, they may have difficulties distinguishing them from their normal childlike experiences. It is said that childhood schizophrenia is difficult to diagnose before the age of seven due to the symptoms such as hallucinations, delusions, and formal thought disturbances that resemble other behavioral problems and difficulties. Oftentimes, these developmental changes are overlooked in children who show early signs of schizophrenia. But these same children may not develop the full-blown symptoms until a later age. So I haven't yet shared with you guys that the symptoms of schizophrenia actually fall into two categories. The first category is positive symptoms, also known as psychotic or active, and these involve disturbances in normal functioning. The second category is negative symptoms, and we can see that these involve a loss in normal functioning. Now children and adults with schizophrenia may display similar positive symptoms such as hallucinations and delusions. However, the most common positive symptom for children with schizophrenia is auditory hallucinations, whereas the most common for adults is being unable to distinguish between real and unreal experiences. Negative symptoms of schizophrenia in both adults and children include slowed thinking, speech and movement, emotional apathy, lack of motivation, indifference to social contact, and self-neglect. These symptoms, of course, are less dramatic than positive symptoms and are more difficult to recognize in children rather than adults, due to the changes of behaviors that are expected to occur during adolescence. Another important difference when looking at schizophrenia in both children and adults is the occurrence. The textbook states that the estimates of childhood onset indicate a prevalence of less than one child per 10,000. This leads us to the suggestion that schizophrenia occurs at least a hundred times more often in adults than in children. In adults, we can also see that the rates of schizophrenia are higher in lower socioeconomic groups and patterns of symptoms are similar across cultures, countries, and racial groups. When regarding the childhood onset of schizophrenia, little information regarding incident rates are available to us, at least yet they aren't. Unlike adults, children with schizophrenia do display difficulties meeting age-appropriate developmental milestones in motor skills, memory and reasoning, and speech and language before even developing common symptoms of schizophrenia. What is known about childhood onset is a strong genetic contribution relates to heritability estimates. When looking at statistics, Rates of schizophrenia among relatives of children with childhood onset is about double the rate for family members of adults with schizophrenia. With regards to influences on schizophrenia, risk factors are said to be the best and most common representation of schizophrenia seen in children. Differentiating factors as to what triggers schizophrenic episodes in children is oftentimes due to the reactions to overwhelming symptoms of sensation, such as sudden, unbearable sensitivity to noise, or having a sudden inability to communicate, think clearly, or even to stand or walk properly. In most cases, these children may have unrecognizable responses to specific events or actions. When considering non-genetic factors that influence the likelihood of schizophrenia in childhood, we can see that an illness of parents will have negative effects on the ability to function properly in a parental role. It is said that psychosocial factors do not cause schizophrenia in either adults or children, but poor family environments in a child may interact with these genetic risks and increase a child's potential for developing a schizophrenia disorder. When it comes to current treatments, we can see an emphasis on the use of antipsychotic medications combined with therapeutic and support programs. With this being said, far less information and knowledge is known about the use of antipsychotic medications with children than with adults. With these psychosocial treatments, we can actually see more promising results in adults than with children. While there is no way to prevent schizophrenia, being able to take a closer look at family histories and carefully observing a child's behavior can help to predict the likelihood of a child developing risks. Compared to adults with schizophrenia, children do have a better chance to achieve normal and even extraordinary milestones at school and personal lives. We can improve a child's quality of life with the proper treatment. Some proper treatment for children who do experience schizophrenia include building support from families and schools, seeking therapeutic treatment and monitoring of early symptoms, and taking prescribed medications exactly as directed and for as long as directed, which oftentimes, this is a long-term or throughout-the-lifetime process. This is all I had for you guys today when taking a look at the differences in children with schizophrenia and adults with schizophrenia. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed.